want you to just take the hand of that beautiful girl next to you, and we're going to pray. Thank you, Father. Father, we love you so much, and God, we are so grateful for your presence right here with us. And Father, right now, we just open our hearts wide to you, and we ask you to speak to us. We ask you to have your way in our lives today, God. Father, I pray that each one of us would grow closer to you, that we'd have a a greater and fuller revelation of you, of your word, your promises to us, God. Speak to our hearts today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. All right. Well, we are continuing on the she adventure, talking about what she, the wise woman, does to build her life, her home, and her future. And the last several weeks, we've been talking about our heart. We've been talking about the importance of guarding our heart. Now, it doesn't just happen automatically. We've got to be warlike in guarding our heart and keeping the heart, the core of our being, healthy and positioned to fulfill all that God wants to do through our lives. And when we make the right choices to follow after God, to keep in our hearts the things he asks us to keep in our hearts and to keep from our hearts the things he asks us to keep from our hearts, it takes us down this path of fulfilling all that God has for us. And it causes us to have a joyful heart, a heart that's overflowing with joy, like you talked about last week with Maureen. And today, I want us to start talking about our words. And, you know, there's a progression here because our words are directly linked to our heart. Not only are our words an outflow of our heart, but our words unleash supernatural power when they are connected and linked to a believing heart. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Why don't we start in Psalm 19? If you got, if you have your Bibles, you can flip there. In Psalm 19, we see this Psalm of David, and it's actually a prayer of King David's. And I love this prayer. In verse 14, he says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That's the cry of his heart, that his words and the meditation of his heart would be acceptable to God. That word acceptable, it literally means to bring delight and pleasure. That should be the prayer of our hearts, ladies, that our words that come out of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts would be a delight to God, would bring pleasure to God. So we've got to get good at examining ourselves, examining our hearts, examining the words coming out of our mouths and recognize what's in there, what's coming out. Is it truly pleasing to God? Is it truly bringing delight to God? If you want to know what's in your heart, just listen to your words. Just check out the words that are coming out of your mouth because they will reveal what is in your heart. Turn over to Matthew chapter 12. In Matthew 12, the Pharisees are criticizing and making accusations against Jesus. And as he responds to them, 
In the course of his response, he says to them in Matthew 12:33, he says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Fruit of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A tree is known by its fruit. And our words are some of the fruit of our life. And so we've got to recognize what kind of fruit are we bearing. And he says, how can you being evil speak good things? What Our words are not going to be contrary to what is in our heart. It makes it so clear for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our words reveal our hearts. So we can't talk about our words today without talking about our heart. And we can't talk about our heart without talking about our words. They are not two totally separate things unrelated. They are so connected, so linked together. They are powerfully connected. There's such a powerful connection there. It's not just, oh yeah, they affect each other. No, there is a powerful connection there. And in the book of Proverbs, there's so many places where it just refers to this connection between the heart and the mouth. And before we look at some of those, I want us just to go back and refresh our memories for a moment. When we talked about the heart a few weeks ago, and we were looking at the heart in the book of Proverbs, and we went back to the original writings and looked at what does the heart really mean? Because sometimes we can say heart, and if I ask all of you to say, what does the heart mean to you? It might mean something different to several different people in this room. So in the original writings, the word heart, it literally means our inner man, our soul, our mind, our knowledge, thinking, reflections, memory, Our will, our inclinations, resolution, determination, understanding, our emotions, our passions, our appetites, our character, our conscience. In other words, it's the core. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) That water went down the wrong pipe. Not a very good time, sorry. Our heart is the core of our being. It's who we are, our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, that which makes up our attitudes, our decision-making process, everything that causes us to function and live the lives that we live. It's at the core of our being. That is what these Proverbs are talking about when they talk about our heart. And so... When we look at some of the Proverbs, we see that connection between the heart and the mouth. And some of them, it'll say between the the mind and the mouth. But that's all part of that core of our being, what we're talking about, the heart. So in Proverbs 16 and verse 23, it says, The mind of the wise instructs his mouth and adds learning and persuasiveness to his lips. Our mind, that part of our heart, instructs our mouth. There is that connection with our mouth. In Proverbs 15, 28, it says, The mind of the uncompromisingly righteous studies how to answer. Teaches our mouth 
what words should be coming out of our mouth. But the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. Whatever is on the inside is going to pour out of our mouths. So we see, and there's so many verses throughout Proverbs that talks about this connection. So we see that there is definitely this connection between the heart, the core of our being, and our mouth. They reflect each other. They affect each other. But it's so much more than that. There is incredible power that is unleashed when the heart and the mouth are connected. Let's look at Romans chapter 10 this morning. I know these are some familiar verses, but I really feel like we need to take a few moments and look at this this morning. In Romans 10, In verse 8, it says, But what does it say? The word is near you. Where? In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when we look at this verse, these verses, it says, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. What word? What is it talking about? It says right following that, the word of faith. Faith is what is unleashed when our mouth And our heart are united together. And it's that faith that leads us as it continues on that's unleashed between the the mouth and the heart. That that is what leads us into salvation. We access salvation by that heart and mouth connection. When the heart is believing and the mouth is confessing what the heart is believing, there is incredible power that is unleashed in that. That's how we access salvation. Of The most important thing that we can have, that we enter into that relationship with God, and we enter into it through that heart and mouth connection. Salvation. Everything that was accomplished on Calvary for us, we can access by a believing heart and a mouth that confesses what is believed in our heart. Everything that God's ever done for us is included in that. It's the mouth and the heart connection that is the access point to what God has done for us. It's the access point to relationship with him. It's the access point to receiving his promises in our life simply by having a believing heart and a mouth that confesses what our heart believes. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? But doesn't it go to show what incredible power there is when there's a believing heart and a mouth that confesses what the heart is believing? It talks about salvation in these verses. And sometimes we can just think of it like, well, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. And I, so I pray this prayer and I'm saved. And we think of salvation as that one-time experience of coming into this relationship with God. 
But salvation is so much more. Salvation is not just that one-time experience. The word salvation, literally, it comes from, the in the original writing, the word sozo. And sozo literally means to save, to keep safe, to rescue from danger or destruction, injury or peril, to save from perishing, to save one suffering from disease, to make well, to heal, to restore, to help, Physical, mental, emotional wholeness and well-being. Everything that we need, forgiveness of our sins, deliverance of our souls, healing for our bodies, peace for our minds, all of it is included in salvation. Everything that we could ever possibly need is included in that. And we access it through a believing heart and a mouth that confesses what our heart believes there is incredible power when we get the two aligned and working together salvation is not just that one-time prayer we continually access the power of god the nature of god the fullness of god as our faith is released the bible says to work out our salvation daily We need to be daily getting our heart and our mouth in alignment, wrapped around the promises of God, releasing his fullness in our life, accessing what we need at that day, at that moment. Salvation, it's not just a one-time experience. That's when we may enter into relationship with God. But then it continues daily. When We've got to live it out daily. We've got to continually keep our heart and our mind aligned and wrapped around the promises of God, continually releasing faith in his promises through a believing heart and a mouth that gives expression to what our heart believes. So there's three really important ingredients in this. There's the promise of God. There's our heart that we wrap around that promise. And there's the mouth that confesses what our heart believes. All three are so vitally important. You can't take one out of the equation and see the fullness of God's promises at work in our life. It requires our believing heart and our confessing mouth working together with his promise. All three are vitally important ingredients. I have this peanut butter cookie recipe. It has three ingredients. They're really yummy. There's no flour in them, so they're really gooey and chewy. And there's, you want to know what they are? (laughs) A cup of sugar, a cup of peanut butter, and an egg. That's it. And they're delicious peanut butter cookies. But if I were to leave one, any one of those ingredients out, They would not be peanut butter cookies at all. They would be a disaster. They would not be cookies. They would be an absolute disaster. Every one of those three ingredients are so vitally important to make those cookies. And it's the same. Sometimes we just get complacent and we just go through life existing. We've got to recognize how vitally important these three ingredients are. If we want to see God's promises... accessed in our lives and fulfilled in our lives. You know, when I was growing up, I was taught the power of confession. I was taught about how powerful it is to 
confess what we want to see in our lives. But it was never explained to me the powerful connection between the heart and the mouth, that that was important. That part was never communicated to me. It was just communicated to me that whatever I said, I would have. And so I saw people confessing all kinds of things, some good things, some confessing the word, some confessing that somebody else's house was going to be theirs, some confessing that somebody else's car was going to be theirs, some confessing that so-and-so was going to be their spouse when so-and-so didn't even know they existed. I saw all kinds of things, but it was communicated to me how important our confession is. And we've got to confess and claim what we want to see in our lives. And yes, that's so important, but it doesn't stand alone. It can't be separated from a believing heart that's wrapped around the promises of God. You know, God created us to be wise women. That's what we've been talking about. He told us so clearly as we looked at those verses a few weeks ago in Proverbs to guard in our hearts wisdom, to guard in our hearts the word of God. So what comes out of our hearts needs to be words that are in alignment with that wisdom, in alignment with his word. We've got to use that wisdom and use that word when we're confessing to see his power unleashed in our lives. Salvation is a promise to us from God. Would you agree? And when we believe in our hearts, when we wrap our heart around that promise and believe and confess him as Lord with our mouth, we enter into that promise, right? We access salvation in that manner. And it's the same way that we access all of the promises of God. Every one of his promises are accessed the same way with a heart that's believing, that's wrapped around that promise, and that's coming out of our mouth. But let me ask you this question. Have any of you ever been reading your Bible or praying and you fell asleep? (laughs) Thank you. You make me feel better. (laughs) Or how about have you been reading your Bible or praying and... You, maybe your mouth was saying one thing and your mind was thinking about your to-do list or your grocery list or, oh, the laundry's done. I got to <laughs> all the things that we think of. Yes, people can relate. Okay, thank you. You make me feel so much better. But, you know, sometimes we go about trying to access the promises of God in the same way. And we quote the promise over and over and over but our minds drift in a different direction and we're basically saying empty words. There's nothing attached to that. We haven't allowed our mind to engage around what we're saying. So we can go on, you know, about through the house, whatever we're doing. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, yeah, and I need peanut butter and I need ketchup. And, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And da, da, da. oh, the dog, you want a treat? Oh, honey, okay. And we just take care of all the, the that's what it is in my house. The dog always wants a treat. Uh, <laughs> we can quote and be saying things with our mouth, but 
It's not coming out of anything. It's empty words, basically, because we're, it's not what our heart is wrapped around. See, the importance of confession is to let it sink in, to allow our, what's coming out our mouth to be meditated on, that we hear it, that we think on it, that we ponder on what we're saying and that it goes deep into our hearts. Let me give you an example. I can think of times in my life where I've, I've been sick. Maybe I had a cold and I knew that the promise by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And so I, oh yeah, okay, I should be quoting the, the promise. I'm by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. How much longer till I can take that next batch of cold medicine? By Jesus stripes, I am healed. Well, maybe I should fix a cup of tea. My throat's really hurting. By Jesus stripes, I am healed. And my mind is never getting around what is coming out of my mouth. But then there are other times when I have been sick and I know I have got to grab a hold of God's promises. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. And I start letting it come out of my mouth and I allow and make, sometimes we have to make my mind wrap around what I am saying and think on it. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Not thinking about anything else. I'm thinking about that promise. And then I start meditating on what that really means. What was accomplished? What were those stripes on Jesus' back on that cross of Calvary? He was beaten. He took those stripes with the cat of nine tails and the glass and the metal ripped into his flesh and pulled his flesh back. He was beaten to the point of disfiguration for me. And I begin to just think on it and think about what he's done for me and how much he loves me. And then with every one of those stripes, every sickness and form of disease that is ever known to mankind was taken upon his body. And I begin to think on it and let it sink down into my heart. And then that is where power is released because then as it comes in and it just settles in my heart and I know what God has done for me and it comes out of my mouth, there is power unleashed in that. God's promises are accessed through a believing heart and a confessing mouth. And the mouth and the heart feed each other. So when I'm letting it come out my mouth, we're letting it come out our mouth, then we're hearing it and we need to make ourselves hear it. Let our minds get around it. Chew on it. Let it sink down into the inside where we're pondering it in our hearts. It's not just loose words that are going out aimlessly, but we're pondering it in our hearts and then we're confessing it more and we're hearing it come out our mouths and then it's coming back in and it's sinking in deep on the inside. You know, uh, Pastor Gary mentioned about that meditating, it's talking really literally about the cow chewing its cud and sounds really gross to me, but he said literally what it is, is they chew it, they chew it, they chew it, then they swallow it, and then they bring it back up, and then they chew it some more, and they swallow it. I know we're girls, and that's just really disgusting, but that's what it is, and that's really what we do, because we let it go down on the inside, and then we let it come out our mouth, and then our mouth feeds back in, and we let it go down some more, and then it goes out, and it comes back in our mouth and our heart, feed each other, and it releases power. It releases the promises of God in our lives. And ladies, I just felt so strongly this 
the last couple of days of just thinking about what God was wanting to say today, I just felt so strongly like he's just saying, girls, it's time. We've got to wake up. We can't be complacent any longer. We can't just speak aimless words. We've got to do our part. We've got to sometimes stop and not be so busy, not be thinking about all the lists and all the things, but let our minds wrap around so that our hearts wrap around and the core of our being wraps around the promises of God and they become so alive in us. If we ever want to access all that God has for us, his power in our life, we've got to do our part. We've got to be wise women that do our part and don't just exist and don't just let our schedules lead us through every day because it won't happen. It won't happen if we let our schedules and everything else dictate our lives. We've got to make the choice. We've got to carve out the time. We've got to do our part to wrap our hearts around God's promises. Let them come out our mouth and see the power of God unleashed in our lives. Amen? Amen. There's an interesting proverb in Proverbs chapter 26. In verse 23, it says, Burning lips, uttering insincere words of love, and a wicked heart are like an earthen vessel covered with the scum thrown off from molten silver, making it appear to be solid silver. In other words, words that seem to be good, words that on the surface may seem to be words of love, but that are not in agreement with a heart that's on the same page with that. They will be insincere words and they may appear on the outside to be of value as it says they may appear to be silver when in actuality they have no value at all we need to be women who recognize the incredible value that our words can possess and be women who choose not to speak insincere words that carry no value when the heart and the mouth are connected around a promise of god there is incredible value and power in our words confession is not about saying a certain formula Confession is not about just claiming whatever we want, whatever we want to see in our lives. It's not about just saying the right words at the right time in the right order. Confession is about meditating on the promise. Because as it comes out our mouth, it should be going back in, sinking in deep, and then coming back out and sinking in deep and releasing faith in our lives that release the power and the promises of God in our lives. Because when we meditate on his promises, they become absorbed 
into the very fabric and core of our being. And we will begin to act differently. We will begin to live differently. We will not just make loose, idle confessions, but we will make confessions that spring out of the depths of our being that have power because they are wrapped around the promise of God. We started today looking at Psalm 19, the prayer of David. He said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I believe that when we get our heart wrapped around God's promises and our mouth in alignment with that, that that brings such delight to our God that pleases his heart because we are unleashing his fullness in our lives as we do it. We've got to be wise women who allow our hearts to speak or our mouths to speak what our heart believes. Amen? You know, ladies, whatever you're going through in life, there is a promise in God's word that applies to that. Whatever you need, there is a promise from God. Let's be women who are diligent, fierce, warlike in seeking out those promises and seeing them manifest in our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together.